Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just love kids, man. I do. I miss my grandkids so much. Well, Tony Floyd is here with us tonight. He is um, speaking to us from Houston. We're not saying that that giant explosion was him, but it's definitely a, an important time to to have you on and uh we apologize for some of the sound difficulties here we're kind of figuring out skype with this new setup so i want to thank everybody um for your support on patreon for johnny for sending this new studio over and um just for jesus for sending this baby over got sienna in my lap right now um, amen and just lord bless this talk let's just Talk about what the Lord is doing in the world and in your life and in the spirit wars. Sweet. Right on. So what's on your radar these days, Tony? Tony Floyd, <laughs> trailblazer. I, you know, I'm kind of living amongst the homeless. And uh, it's... Lord... Give me words, God. And uh, I put I put God to the test. You know, it's... I came and I, I uh, rented out my home. So I'm not really homeless, guys. So don't feel sorry for me. It's by choice. So I'm staying in my van and I'm bebopping from here to yonder and over there and then I'm back over here and then back over there and i just been seeking God, you know, and I just put him through the test. And it's been difficult, but then I got my answer last night. And uh, let me tell you, I don't even know what to say, Lord, about it. But when you trust God and you just pursue him to no ends, he'll answer you. You can take it off and mute there, buddy. He is right there. I mean, like, every time you just give him even, like, a second, like, just turning your eyes to him, he has something to to share. Yeah. You know? I thought maybe did your wife walk in? Oh, no. My mother-in-law just walked by. She's just doing – she is very sweetly doing the laundry. Oh, right on. Go, she lives, her day she lives off, in you know? Hawaii, too, then, huh? Yeah. Oh, we're all here. right on. That yeah. explains a lot. Well, that's how we can survive here. It's like, I mean, forget it. If you're just trying to do everything by yourself, like, I don't know how a single mom survives in Hawaii. I, I really yeah. don't. I mean, anywhere, is, but it's been a mission here. Like you said, like it's, but then you're, you're talking about Houston. Yeah. And when you, um, went on your last live spirit wars, I was listening and then you started and you were inviting us there and it was the weirdest thing. I had a dream that night where I think I was talking to you or an angel 
and I was in Hawaii, and then I was in Texas. Except for some reason, Texas was like really, really far up north. And the only thing I remembered was talking and being like, yeah, we've been here for a while and it's, you know, it's been, it's beautiful. And, um, but it's been kind of a steady sort of period of our life. And we're, we're interested, like, where's Jesus taking us next? You know, what's he doing? Yeah. I can tell you where he's taking me, but yeah, I want to hear that. But the cool thing was just like the leaves, instead of falling from the trees up in the mountains in this, I would be like, we would be teleporting from Hawaii to Texas the leaves were all rising from the ground and slowly traveling up along the sides of the cliffs. It was really vivid and cool. It felt like a very uh-huh. um, interesting place. Maybe it was like Texas in the spirit. Because I don't think yeah. Texas is north of Hawaii, but in the dream it was. So. Yeah. Not, well, it's not real far north of Hawaii. You know, it's, it's a lot more east. But as far as the right. pair parallel line it's not much different it's along the same parallel but i don't know i've heard a lot of things about hawaii and i know how tough it is to be there and living in alaska for such a long time you know over 20 years is i know what expense is and it's the bad thing about those places is you can work and you can keep up and you can keep up, but if one bad thing happens, you're toast. Right. And uh, the, one bad thing always happens. At least it does to me. But you yes. know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Let God lead you. But Texas is a good place, and uh, it's fairly cheap to live here. You don't have to work three or four jobs apiece. Yeah. To pay your rent. I mean, you can get decent rent. And anyway, I'm not going to try to tell you what to do because even now, I think the Lord is leading me to Colorado. No, get out of yeah. town. God, come live with me in Colorado. <laughs> I was just invited to move to Colorado, too. Gil Hodges yeah. just moved there. He invited us. Really? Denver? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe Colorado Springs or Denver, one of those. I okay. Forget. Yeah, that's a pretty nice area. I'll give you I'll tell you one thing about Denver. I have never, ever, ever been through there. And it's been I can't even count how many times I've been through Denver and to Denver. Dozens and dozens and dozens. I have never not been there that I have not at least Hold on, I got somebody at the window, buddy. Okay. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Good. Just mm-hmm. seeing what you're up to. Uh, right now, I'm doing a live video. Oh, all right. And uh, I was um, in there a while ago. I'm gonna go back in. So. Gotcha. So I'm just taking a break. Okay, just double checking. Right on. <laughs> this happened to me last time I interviewed um, Amanda, Amanda Perez. <laughs> it was like. People checking on her car in the parking lot at night. Like, what are you doing in there? Like, I'm, I'm on the radio. Say hi. It was funny. Yeah. People just don't understand the concept of, like, live broadcasting and using your car as a studio. And they just don't understand that. They don't understand God, dude. And they don't want to hear about God. People don't want to hear about God because... And this is going in the line of what Gabriel told me and everything. And uh, people don't give a, 
a squat about God, Michael. The churches have ruined it. They've made it a money thing out of it, and I'm not talking about all of them. And because there are good people, and, and there's some good churches out there, I'm sure. I just haven't found one of them. But, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's really heartbreaking that people don't want to hear about Jesus. And as soon as you mention the word Jesus, they put up a brick wall. And that's why there's going to come a great shaking. Yeah. And uh, it's the only way God's going to save the people. Well, the last time I heard, some pretty big shakings going on in your area. Explosion. I don't know if you said uh, I did not hear about that. It just happened. Like, just a really? Little, I mean, at least as far as I heard from people that live there that were um, talking about it. Um, you know, there's so much going on. There's the, the Wuhan. We need to pray for the Chinese Christians. You know, the the uh, disease outbreak. Obviously, the yeah, impeachment right. stuff is going on, but that's just a big nothing burger. But, um, but you know, we well, need to do I don't know. Gabriel told me to to do grocery shopping today and to stay out of the stores. Really, because of that virus. So, oh wow. Okay, good to know. Because I mean, you could we could already be having an outbreak in in our towns and not even know about it. Right, right. So, and that's that's, that's kind of where part of it's at. He's. Oh, I don't know, Lord. It's... So I would say Texas would be a good good place for you guys to afford, you know, to get through that conversation. But anyway, just like God, because that I am in your spirit, because we hate the world. We hate everything about it. We don't. I don't even want to be here, but because of Jesus, I am here. And so it's it's just like I cornered God. I put him through the test. I said, you know what, Lord? I'm going to go out here, and I don't care about any of this other stuff. It's uh, I want you. I want your kingdom. And if I go out here and you let me down, then I'll just die. And I just I pressured God. I, I put pressure on him. Tony Floyd. Maybe that's right. God. Tony Floyd, put pressure on the Lord. I put pressure on it, buddy. What's your move, God? Send him Gabriel. Yeah, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, so Gabriel shows up last night with a pencil and a piece of paper. He says, I want to show you something because you're living as a homeless person. And that's what that little window visit was all about. And uh, I knew that was going to happen, too, by the way. <clears throat> the enemy is challenged by this broadcast. Do that, does that happen often? If you're, if you're sleeping in your car, do you have people check on you like that? Never. Never. I'm hidden. Interesting. I don't hang around any one certain spot very long. I know the law, you know the one thing people don't really understand there's not one grid line in this country in this counties anywhere that is not patrolled at least once a night by a police officer so you have to when you live like this as a homeless per person or 
you you have to be incognito and you have to be aware that you can't stay in any one place very long or they'll roll up on you so there's ways to do it um alice and my sister lived in her van for like almost a whole year they have a youtube road abode and you can sleep pretty well in the back seat if you got a nice mattress in the back and yeah. You get your little cooking set, and you just got to find a place to take a shower and use the bathroom yeah. and all that. But it can be done. I mean, it's just <laughs> well, I've been doing it for two months now. Oh, oh. man, yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. God, he sent Gabriel, and Gabriel told me. I tell you, Gabriel told me he says you can't stay here. You can't stay around the Houston area because I have you hidden. And so Gabriel gets out his pencil, excuse me, and a piece of paper. He says, I want to show you something. And he starts writing my expenses down. He, He told me, Michael, that I not only come and answer to God, I come to help straighten you out. Well, <laughs> good luck, <You> know. Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of luck. But uh, praise you, Lord God. Amen. I'm just thinking about that dude coming up to my window. But uh, was that? Are you in a parking lot? Did you say? Or yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm, second... in a, I'm in a bar parking lot. Oh. Tony, what are you doing, Tony? Well, I did have beer earlier. But, what? Uh, Christians, Christians aren't allowed to drink beer. Eh. You know, it wasn't an accident that Jesus turned water into wine on his first miracle. He was like, finally. Man, <laughs> man got to have something. But, uh, he was like, this wine is terrible. Let's make some good wine. I don't think one beer killed me. But, you know, it's just kind of man I am. I don't, I don't try to be to pretend to be someone I'm not. This is me. I'm a sinner. We've gone through this many times. I ain't going to go revisit it again. I'm just saved by grace. Not by my works, but by his. Well, so so Gabriel is trying to help you figure out your finances. Yeah. Piece of paper and a pencil. This is new. So what what did he tell you? Well, he just showed me how much money I was spending bebopping around. And uh, I said, I know, and I'm trying to save money. And this is the only way I can do it because I'm disabled and I'm on disability and, and retirement and stuff. And uh, it's not a lot. And so my house, renting it, renting it out, subsidized me. You know, it subsidized me quite a bit per month. So uh, I don't have to work three jobs like you. So he wrote all this down, and he told me a path that I needed to go to. And uh, I'm not going to mention my destinations and stuff, but last night, whenever he showed up, he flashed the whole state of Colorado before my eyes. It was like I saw the Atlas map of Colorado, and I saw a particular town, but it faded so clap so fast that I didn't get a a bearing on it. And he told me, he said, I need you to leave here and go to this place 
stayed 30 days, and then I need you to go to this place and stay 30 days. And if you do what I say, then you'll save more money in those two months than you could have in one month doing it your way. And then so he says, then, there's land, because I've been praying about land, you know. What did God create? The world. What is the world but land? And I said, but Lord, there's no land. It's all gone. It's all taken. How am I supposed to get land? And uh, you promised me land, so I, I kind of held God to that promise of land. There's so much here, man, so much. And uh, so you're definitely always on a on a faith journey, like all the time. Like you're always going places. It's so yeah. exciting every time we talk, every time we tune in to the spirit wars that you're going on, dealing yeah. with the orgs, org university, extra dimensional dark beings, and talking with Neville Johnson. I mean, people should pray yeah, for Tony because to he's going through always fighting the spirit wars and living by faith and I'm sure wherever you go you you share the gospel to anybody who will listen you know good luck but sometimes you go to a bar and people are hungry you meet people at the yeah. sport I talk to people all the time yeah that's where bars. I find them mostly yeah so, it's hard because I'm a big guy and most people are afraid of me anyway in the physical and uh so it makes it kind of hard because I'm kind of shunned because of I'm a big guy you're the last person they would ever expect to be talking about Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, I am. And especially the way you talk about him. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I could trip a fella out, man. Yeah. You. But it's not me. It's him. <clears throat> it doesn't matter, man. I can't be with a woman. I can't be with anybody because the only thing on my freaking mind is Jesus. I can't get him out of my heart. Don't want to, by the way. But he's forever, 24 hours a day on my mind. And just like you guys saw right there, I am relentlessly approached like that. And uh, it's a crazy world. And I feel so sorry for the homeless. And I'm kind of out here with them and, I gave I gave a homeless person some money the other day, and I bought him a lottery ticket. And I told him, I hope you win, brother. And if you do, you get your butt up off the street. But, you know, when you say that, what are you asking that guy to do? That guy, that homeless man that doesn't have a home, he's closer to God than anybody with the best job ever thought about being. That's right. Because it's brokenness. It's brokenness. Amen. That attracts God. Yeah. It's humility. It's And you can't have humility without brokenness, without being broke. I'm not talking about financially, but, of course, this is Lucifer's domain. So that's his stuff. It's not God's. So well, the, the money pursuit. Realm, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, you go ahead. We're definitely taking ground in the money realm for sure. Big time. Yeah. I mean, well, it's no I longer am. like you got to be broke to be a Christian, but yeah. 
I mean, you can be one of the richest people in the world, and then you're you're uh, laying down your your name and everything. Um, there's some interesting information coming through about Trump. Did you know that on Tuesday there's going to be this Middle East deal, peace deal with the Palestinians and the Israeli government and, I guess, other mm-hmm. religions? It's like basically they're saying this could be the, the Antichrist, the beginning of the Antichrist peace deal for the end time. And so, I mean, love or hate Trump, I mean, he might be making the wrong choice with that. But the point is there's so much going on with the presidency – and this is this is just one rich business dude who decided I'm going to lay down my whole name, my whole brand, all the hard work to get all this um, wealth. And I'm going to try to fix the country. And it's like people don't understand the Trump dimension. Guys like us were praying back in 2015, 2016 for a major change. And and suddenly there was this breakthrough. And uh, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, you were you were witnessed all that, so we're making. I am a witness. Lots of ground. I started having dreams and visions about Trump before he was ever elected president, and I didn't understand them. And that was in 2013 when I had my visitation from the Elohim. Wow! And I started having visions of Trump, and I knew he was going to be the president, and. uh I told you short, shortly what I thought. I, I'm not going to put it on the air because people say, ah, this dude's crazy. But Jesus has showed me him many times in the spirit realm, and he's always been on our side. But then I go back to Nebuchadnezzar, and I just haven't been able to figure out if he's a Nebuchadnezzar or anything, but but the Lord's been trying to show me he's not. So I think Trump is definitely appointed by God. He's he's got so many spiritual things, but I'm not going to talk about Trump. So I just wanted to pay, make make the point that you know it's not about the money, it's not about rich or poor. Both are a scam, but yeah. it's about your how rich are you towards God and how, right. How much wealth do you have in the kingdom? He promises to always take care of you as long as you put his kingdom first. Mm -hmm. I mean, he does, you know, like I've never seen the righteous out begging bread. You, you you always see. I have. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was quoting the scriptures. Yeah, I know. I know what you're quoting. I know exactly where you're quoting and, but I have. So what's wrong with that story? So we have to figure that story out. Why, God? And it, it all comes down to the love of the world. Yeah. If you love the world, it's, it's like I had a friend, and just recently that friend told me, and I was trying to do a lot for this friend and take this friend into the spirit realm as deep as I could. But this friend said, I love my job. When that friend said that, it was like somebody hit me right between the eyes with a sledgehammer. That's enmity. That's enmity between God and the world. Don't even realize what they said. But I knew it was time for me to pick up and leave. 
because all of my words just fell in vain when those words were spoken. I love the world. Well, you can enjoy your I'm job. I mean, but you. if you love your world like position, then that's going to be really hard to yeah. get into the yeah. spirit. Yeah. Well, I'm no longer around that. That so anyway. But it was just devastating to my heart. I couldn't. It was. It was like you said. You hate God. Because you love Lucifer's kingdom. And I'm here to say. And I'm going to put this thing out there. Just the way the Lord told me to. You've. Heard behind the pulpit. Preachers and everybody get up in the world and say. God doesn't mean for you to go quit your jobs. And, and trust him and go about your life. I'm going to tell you that's a lie. That's exactly what the Lord expects. The Lord expects a man to do exactly what I'm doing. To seek him. And I know you are. You know, and uh, I know you have a family and everything that you have to support. But you know more about living by faith than I do, brother, because you've been doing it for a long time. But that's what I live by. I live by faith. And I'm here to tell you that any preacher that tells you not to quit your job and to abandon the world is a liar from the pit of hell. Because that's exactly what God demands us to do. Come out of her. Forsake all. Yeah, forsake all. It's not your life. It's his. At least it's supposed to be his. Not everybody is able to to handle that. Um, there's there's the disciples. There's those that are really intimate with God, and then there's the outer court. And I think most Christians are just happy to kind of have a little faith, and they just live their life. And but regardless, they like when they I was, <laughs> well, everything Sorry. that they've built is going to come to nothing. I mean, yeah. Again, like I'm I'm using Trump as the example because like. If you are wealthy, you use that wealth for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, it's just focusing on it and loving the world. And you can always tell when you meet a sellout because of that fake smile and that kind of like, I love my I love my life in the world type of thing. It's great to be content and thankful for what we have. But, I mean, it's just day to day. Like, God has given us so much and a lot of it. I know it's because we have a family to take care of. You got to take care of the women and the children, and they yeah. can't, they can't be living in a van, you know, traveling around all day. No, of course but not. But at the same time, you know, if we we're thinking of someday if we could ever get an RV, it would be really cool to take our family around the states and get to meet everybody and do like a little fringe Christian documentary because this is a missionary operation, and yeah, you do live by faith. God takes care of you better than when you're trying to do everything in your own strength. I've seen that. I'm I'm not really like someone that's lived that way personally that much, but I've lived around missionaries that have done that big time, have pioneered countries, and that I know um, it's for like stretches of time. Even with kids, people have done it where like they were all crazy, and with sometimes with like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids going to China and just. But, you know, you still find a way to cover your bases. You know, you're doing like finding a loophole with the real estate or 
doing something with um, teaching English, for example. But then you take that and you use that platform to turn it around to be a kingdom booster, too. So, like, when I'm sitting in an English class, I try to drop truth nuggets to my students. Or, uh, you know, if I'm working food service, you know, making tips or whatever to cover um, the bills, I try to, as much as I can, just go around and, and you know, just get full of the spirit. And, and every once in a while, you get a chance to just um, share the gospel with someone. I mean, not all day, but it's amazing how how often if you stop thinking like, okay, this is my job, this is my career, this is oh, I'm miserable, I hate my life, or I love my life, whatever. It's just all of it is regard regardless. You have an opportunity to share the gospel with people, and from day one, I mean, from one, when you first wake up, it's like, let's seek the Lord today. Let's get in touch with Jesus today. But anyway, yeah, be kingdom minded. Yeah, yeah, just be like, search, search these things out. Listen to Tony Floyd YouTube. Listen to some of his uh, journeys well, that he yeah. has on live too. So we're gonna we're gonna continue to chat here, but I'm gonna make a move. All right, brother. So I'm gonna drive a little a little bit while we're talking. Cool. I am going to. Um. They'll Grab call the coffee. cops next, man, so i got to get out of here. <laughs> All right, dude. You better get out of there. All right, yeah. Spirit Wars. Spirit Wars, On buddy. That's going to be the name of my church. Spirit Wars. <laughs> Spirit Wars Church. I love it. Yeah. Spirit Wars. Just call it Spirit Wars. Don't even call it a church. Just, like, have a big sign. Yeah. On the church, I'm just, it just says Spirit Wars. I'm just going to go right over here to the store for now. So. All righty. Anyway, keep talking, man. We're, we're talking, you know. I, I've been where you're at with the new family. and The t- a whole time, Michael, I had a family. God said, I'm going to give you grace while you raise your family. But when the last one is gone, you're mine. And uh, I could have never said how much he really meant that. Wow. But he did. It's when my last kid rebelled and, and left home, God said, you're finished. Now you're mine. And that's when my life, it really took off. But uh, it's a different time now. I got to turn here. Yeah. Um... You know, and the bad thing here is I'm on the edge of the country. I'm on the edge. And you still can't get away from the crap. <laughs> it's cops are everywhere. I can't go anywhere. I got a $250 fine the other day. So this just goes on and on and on. I heard Walmart parking lots are pretty good. Yeah, if you like being videoed. But most all of them are that way anymore. I try to stay out of parking lots. I'm a country boy. I'll just go out to the country somewhere and park nice. under some old dirt road and just stay there. I ain't afraid of Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Sasquatch is afraid of Tony yeah. Floyd. He has nightmares of him. Yeah, you'd be surprised who they are. Well, but, let's uh, get into some of these spirit wars. I mean, okay, let's say you had a church building which in houston yeah. it's like 400 a month to get a church that seats about 60 something people so wow where's that at 
Um, I'll ask my wife. She found it somewhere. She was looking at real estate there. Um, yeah. You can actually do pretty well in Houston if uh, with yeah. the minimal income. So, but we're well, looking at Houston, you know you... if you're going to move to Texas, this is the place to be. It's Houston because anywhere outside of Houston, your wages go down by about ten bucks an hour. Oh wow! But Houston, Houston is the oil capital of the world. Everything, every drill collar, every Everything that is manufactured and shipped all over the oil field industry is manufactured right here in Houston. Wow. That's amazing. So it's really big. And when the economy, excuse me, is down everywhere, it's really good here. So that's that's why I told you guys, maybe I should check it out around here. You know, you don't want to move down there south of Houston because south of Houston towards the coast that's where all those chemical plants are and everything and probably that explosion was one of those chemical plants it was probably Joel Osteen you know just yeah, going we, out we wish. Like, I'm sick of being this nice Christian guy with this with this uh, Colgate smile I'm gonna go blow some stuff up Yeah, he's he feels a lot better now um, can only tell you a, a few things about what God's told me about 2020. But uh, tell us, yeah, yeah. He uh, put out his hand. He put his hand around the necks of many preachers, and their heads popped up like bobbleheads. He took them out. So anyway, the Lord grabbing preachers and their heads exploding. Grab him by the neck like Bart Simpson on The Simpsons. When Homer grabs Bart and his neck goes, dang, you know what I'm talking about. No. Jesus showed me him doing that to preachers. And uh, he's going to whack their freaking heads off, dude. Well, not mentioning names, but when you have preachers going around having like blatant, like taking advantage of, lower income people that obviously are desperate for money texting them to men this is like homosexual garbage like hey for a good time have some fun with me and i'll give you a thousand bucks yeah that's really bad that's (laughs) really bad that's really bad bad. i mean i understand people are fleshly and they fall everybody's fallen in some way but like you can't but have somebody why? running around leading a flock that's on the side doing that. You know, that's like, yeah, ugh. that's why I don't ever want to be a preacher. I don't ever want to be one of those Christian, you know, goody two shoe people. Well, I ain't no goody two shoe, but I'm going to have a church, buddy. Well, the thing is, like, if you had a church, I would totally support it. Like Tony Floyd's church. Uh, that would yeah. be so well, I'm cool. to build one. That was oh, my okay. orders. You got to build it. Oh yeah, I got to build it physically. Hmm. So okay. Um, it's, do you it's my do life, like a... Bill. He gave me a he gave me a destination. He didn't really give me the destination, but Would you he do told like me a the only or... time. Okay. I'm, I'm going to shut up. Go ahead, brother. No, no, no. I'm I'm I want just curious. Like, are you thinking of doing it like in a house, like build a house kind of church thing, or or an actual? Well, building? since I don't have a woman, it's just me. I'm going to build a house with a loft above it, just a little loft. I don't need much. And uh, 
It'll be a house of prayer and it'll be open 24 hours a day. And the deed will be in the people's name. It won't be in my name. Lord already told me that it belongs to the people. Well, I not just, one man, I not an organization. The Holy right now, the Holy Spirit's telling you, Tony, you're supposed to put that deed in my name. <laughs> right, Sienna? Look, right? well, why don't you come over and donate? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we're we're looking. You know at, what God told me? Yeah, <laughs> God tell you <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, good because God told me a lot of things too. <laughs> he told me. He told me, I want you to go to Colorado. Yeah, I don't want you awesome. to worry about the land. I said, Well, Lord, I don't have enough money for land. You know, I don't have any money for it. Land's expensive. He said, don't you worry about it. You follow what Gabriel tells you to do. I'll do the rest. And that house, when that church, when you build that, it will be to the, for the people. It, it's, it's not your, it's God's. You know, when you go give your 10% to a church, they go pay the banker. There ain't going to be no banker in this one. I don't have to get up there and raise funds. I don't give a dang, man. I'll pay for it all myself. I don't care. I don't have no money, but I'll build it stick by stick. I believe you. And uh, the only time I'm truly happy is when I'm sharing the Word of God. When the Holy Spirit falls, that's when I'm alive. Isn't that amazing? I feel the same way. I know you do. I mean, of course, I appreciate I appreciate a good meal with family. I love family. I love oh, yeah. uh, even just meeting people at work, and I love going for a walk, going for a hike. But I gotta be I gotta be pouring out. Like I just it's like woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Man, and who do we preach to anymore? Nobody. I know. Nobody listens. They don't want it. And that's why there's going to be a great shaking. Yeah. And about I believe this, this is what I'm being told. Friggin' bars. People come out there and want to know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to know who I am, dude. Do you know who this is? Because <laughs> it'll scare all the hair off your do face. Do you have any idea who I am? I mean. They send, they send the biggest guy out, and he's small to me. <laughs> well what do they think you're gonna do like you're just sitting in your car on the phone yeah exactly what's I know. the problem it's it's the mentality against the homeless that's that's what it is oh I mean it's, okay. I'm not homeless only by choice because what good do I do people behind four walls Four walls is nothing but death to me. It's death. You can help nobody behind four walls, unless you're on YouTube, like Michael Basham. We but can, uh, well, that, <laughs> we have a garage now, so that's nice. And you know, yeah, we, we had that I little like office. Little it's a it's a little tent thing there. I got to get thicker blankets to better block out the sound. Um, yeah, and lighting. I mean, we're getting there. Johnny sent us this new mic, and um. 
it's he's about to send us a like a boom stand for it too so it's we're, we're we'll see like i but the thing is like i've lived in dormitories with like six people in the room six people yeah and you just got your bunk bed and you got your desk underneath that and i felt so close to god in in those times i just that's your little cave you go in there and sleep and you go out walk around the city witnessing reading um spending time with the lord um I mean, we don't need a whole lot as Christians. However, when yeah. he does bless you with a house, like we've been super blessed here, we're hopefully able to use it to further the kingdom too. You know, bring people here and get let them get kind of cleansed from the city, the city life. Man. And um, as, you know, a, a great place for just taking care of the baby at home, not some like dingy apartment downtown with drug addicts wandering around everywhere. Yeah. Like you got They're that Hawaiian everywhere. air, you've got the quiet uh peaceful valley but yeah it's definitely and then to be able to kind of get quiet and and uh do do this i mean talk to tony floyd in the middle ah. of the afternoon here or what well no it's almost 5 p.m now but it's um you know he's it he puts you through seasons and this coming year we're gonna start entering into rest so i mean if you find a place to park and really get quiet with the lord and you know get get everything that you need eat a good meal have a you know have uh, whatever you need done done and then i mean just go into the spirit man we want to hear what god is going to do next like it's all about laboring to enter into that rest finding that place to go and and travel in the spirit without distraction yeah it's a well, I'm very excited about what Gabriel has told me and the things that God has showed me because he told me because of your persistence, because of your your self-sacrifice. And people don't think God watches, but he watches. Oh, does God watch? He watches. And in those who love him, the lovers of God, these are the things. Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head. Jesus was a carpenter. I'm a carpenter. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ain't Jesus, though. But I don't know. To follow his tracks and to do what he does, it's, yeah. it's such a blessing to me because... Shit, brother, I don't want this world. There's nothing in this world that I want. I have absolutely no desire for it. And even to the brink that I, I pray, and, and you know my story, that I've died several times, several dozen times, I think, anymore, Tell, Lord. Share that again a little bit for people. I'm going to change this. I'm smelling a poopy diaper like I haven't smelled since I was... Back in Vietnam, back in the war. <laughs> you, um, why don't you share... Hand that thing off to mama, mama-in-law. <laughs> That's what mama-in-laws are for. She, it's, Mommy! I know, right? Well, I'm just going to... I'll be right back in just a minute, Tony. But you got okay. the mic, and I'm still here. We're still live. Um, share a little bit about your testimony and then anything else in your heart, and I'll be right back. Okay. So, there goes my brother. He's going to go change a poopy diaper. Good luck with that because I puke. And uh but anyway, it's God demands 
absolutely demands that you abandon your life. You, you know, I get so sick of it and uh, hearing people, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Everybody labels themselves as a Christian, but are you really a Christian? I mean, what, what does that mean to be born again? It means to abandon all your dreams, all your hopes, all your desires, everything, and to lay it all down before the throne of God, to give it to him, and let him pick what he chooses to keep. And when you do these things, when you make that kind of commitment to Christ, it's that's when you start hearing from heaven. That's when you start having dreams and visions and these kind of things. I really don't know what to do without bashing. But I just encourage you people, all of you, God's speaking to your heart right now. You know, is it the world that you love? Or is it him that you love? There's no middle ground, guys, girls. There's no middle ground. And uh, I'm hurt right now. I'm hurt by other people, by fellow human beings that claim that they love God, but can't move them from their comfort zones, can't move them from their antique houses, from their new houses, from their jobs. They won't. They won't trust God. And uh, that is very sad. Very sad. I'm not perfect by any means. I have a lot of faults. But when you come out here and you attempt to live this way, you see a lot of things. You see the world for what it is. And I just, my heart goes out to the homeless people because the people that, that should help them too much in love with themselves. So anyway, while my brother is gone, I'm going to give you a little music, okay? So just take a pause for the cause. Country music of all time. Go to the bathroom, do whatever you need to do. You know, it's hard for me just to run off with this thing. So, don't even know if there's anybody listening to me anyway. But, to give my vision, I'll wait till Michael gets back to, to finish what Gabriel told me. How are you guys doing? I'm a little all over the wall tonight. And uh, I have a lot going on. Man, my spirit wars has just been so tremendous. And that's why I'm going to build a church. To teach the spirit wars. Because we don't bust through this barrier of religion. Barrier of religion. I don't know what we're going to do, folks. It's not a good thing. 
So if I have to be one of the first to break through, then I'm going to try. Because we need more David Wilkerson's. And man, we've lost so many great people this year. So many. Reinhardt Bunky. He also died about a month ago. And I didn't even know that. Reinhardt was another one of my spiritual leaders. The Full Flame series. If you guys haven't seen the Full Flame series, just Google Reinhardt Bunky. And uh, really tremendous stuff he has. Like I say, I'm just babbling. My host left me. So, it's just like God told me. Praise you, God. Hello. Hey there. All right, we're back. We got baby. All right. Is that better? Up, and we've got daddy. Pu she, as soon as I changed her diaper, she puked all over my shirt. So, uh, I figured you'd be the one puking. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I looked in that diaper, I thought of a few people I know that used to be a little bit weak, and they would have puked if they saw what I just saw. But I've got stronger <laughs> nerves than them. I can deal with worse. Yeah, I can deal with worse. So let me finish uh, the thing about Gabriel. Yeah, I want to hear because it. Because I'm kind of I'm all over the place right now. So no, that's cool, man. It's been it's been a while since I've been live, so I'm a little rusty and everything. But I am just praising God because, like I said, it's oh man, I can't even go back and tell tell all these people, Michael, what I've been through and my life and all those things. But anyway, so I won't. So moving on, Gabriel had his pencil and his piece of paper, and he showed me what it was costing me to live around here. So that's where I'm blessed is I'm kind of homeless, but I'm not broke. I have enough money to take care of myself, and uh, if I need to eat, I got money to eat. If I need to go to a campground, I'll go to a campground. And uh, so I'm not just poor. It's, it's my choice because I just seek him. I just love him. I just want his perfect will for me. And I have asked preachers all my life, how come I don't have that, that peace that you people get up there in that pulpit and you talk about a peace? I don't have no peace. How can I have peace when people all around me are going to hell in a handbasket. You know? How can you have peace? Perfect peace. There's no way. You know, here's a homeless person right here. I'm going to give him some money. So hold on, guys. Oh, wow. Look at that. Hey, brother. What are you doing, man? Are you homeless? Trash. Huh? Trash. Are you, oh, trash? Oh, right on. I thought maybe you was homeless. He's got a basket full of trash. He's, he's pushing a basket. I saw car. it. I saw Here. it on Skype. Hold on. There you go. Oh, oh my gosh. That was so funny. Hold That's on. funny, isn't it? 
That was live radio. No, I'm watching it. He's walking away. I'll send him some money, man, and give him the gospel. I'll give him the gospel. You can tell him about the Lord. You can just say, look, man, I'm on the radio talking about the Lord. Or you don't have to tell him that. Just let the Lord leave, brother. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to bring him back over here. Let me see if I switch this camera. Yeah. Howdy. (laughs) So I push it over here. Over here. Oh, he had a little more to the window. Okay. He's going to be coming in a minute. Hold on. All right. Get him. Get him, Tony. I'm going to get him. Get him. I'm going to get the, I'm going to give this, this, uh, I don't know what he is. <laughs> I'm going to give him some gospel. Make sure he don't call the cops on me and run me out of here. I know. Yeah. You're right. So. I mean, it's not that late. It's only like nine. It's what? Like eight or nine o'clock there. That's we're three hours ahead of you. Yeah. So. So what's the big deal? People don't. What do they think? You're sleeping in your car? Like, three, I'm know. telling you, dudes. Oh, he went the wrong way, guys. So he didn't want to come yeah, back over here. He felt he got kind of creeped out. Probably he's like, "Who's this?" Yeah, guy he got kind of creeped out. So. <laughs> <laughs> some of them kind of know. He walked really far away, away from me. <laughs> but he come pushing <laughs> a cart by. I thought he was a homeless person. I was going to give him some money, right? That's you so know, funny. Stupid guy, he could have come over here and got five bucks. He could have gotten know? saved. He could have gotten five bucks. You know. Yeah. That's what I do. But this is how you minister to people. They're they're not behind the closed walls. You know, and I'm not saying this is the only way, but it's one way. And I just love being out here with them because no one talks to them. That dude that I gave him five bucks and a lottery ticket. You know, that dude, he was scratching the piss out of that lottery ticket. <laughs> I was, I sat in the van and I watched him. And he, Whoa! he was scratching away at that lottery ticket. And I was praying for him. I said, Lord, help him to win. You know, he, he needs some money. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. where was I? Well, so Gabriel is, is leading you. I mean, I wanted to ask you about yeah. Bill Johnson, too. Yeah. Well, he's part of this. But you go where you want to go right now. Well, today Neville came. And, uh, I mean, I'll just start right when Gabriel showed up. Showed up with a pen and pencil. I couldn't see him. I didn't see him in my fleshly eyes. And I couldn't see him with my spiritual eyes. It was very odd. And uh, because I usually see them with my spiritual eyes, but I only heard a voice. Well, you know, I do what I always do. I started rebuking it. (laughs) Jesus, you know, get out of here, devil. I don't want to hear it. Who are you? And I just rebuke you in Jesus name. Anything that's not from the kingdom, I don't hear. And so I rebuked it and he said, are you done? I said, yeah, I'm done. And so he, he began to talk, and he talked really fast and really harsh at me. It wasn't good things. And uh, wow. I said, so so who are you? He said, I'm Gabriel. Hmm. And I said, well, well, why are you here, Gabriel? And why am I hearing your voices, but I'm not seeing you? And he really didn't answer that question. But he said, I'm here because of your desperation. 
because of how desperate you are for him, God has heard your prayers. I've been praying hard. God, I don't know what to do. Leave me. What do I do? Go boot the people out of my house and move back in my house? It's not what I want to do, Lord. I don't want to live there. I don't want to live in a house. Yeah. I'm not happy there. I'm, I'm not happy over there. I'm not. I run everywhere, all over the world, Lord, and I cannot find peace. How come I can't find peace, God? So I just cried before the Lord and for Gabriel and Gabriel said, I am sent for the elect. I am sent to train the elect and to lead the elect. Wow. And, you know, those are pretty special words when you hear those. And uh, you're not worthy. But yet, remember what I said on my last broadcast that God came to me at a campfire actually I was taken to heaven at a campfire I, I don't know where the place is in heaven but it's a very special place for God it's where many people come who have departed from the earth recently and and God encounters them and most of them just, just picture guys if you're spiritual I want you to, to picture yourself showing up to heaven at the gates of heaven and you have a basket. Just an old straw basket. Pretty good sized basket though. And it's your fruit that's in that basket. 99.9% .9 of the people who show up there have nothing in their basket. No fruit of the spirit in their basket. And so I seen that one time and I, I turned and I ran away because I didn't want to be there with my basket empty. Pretty tough, man, if you just picture that. And uh, so I have a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of trauma in my life that I wasn't a perfect father. I wasn't a bad father, but I wasn't a, a really great one either. Because I had no skills of being a father. Because I had no father. So a lot of those things were missing. And I just praise you, God, for being my father. Thank you so much for being my father, Lord. And, uh, I think a lot of people feel like that. Like, oh, well, I didn't have a perfect family. Or I wasn't a perfect whatever. Yeah. So now I can't go forward with my life and instead of coming to the Lord and you know, he gets you right where you're at, you know, it's, yeah. like, and the thing I love about you, Tony too, is like, you're not like trying to paint this rosy picture of yourself. You're just out there mm -hmm. doing stuff. And that's what makes you a hero to so many people. You're a legend, Tony. I don't know about that, but <laughs> because you're a normal guy, like you honestly like are completely open about everything. And then you're yet you're like proof that anybody who really wants to get to know God and to know his love and to walk in the spirit can do it right now. Like, don't wait until you figure everything out and get, you know, get to your AA meeting or get off heroin yeah. or uh, um, stop playing video games all the time or stop shooting people. I mean, well, that's different. Yeah. If you're like an actual well, crowd, it's all going that's on. different. But 
there's people that are in jail. Like they, the only way they meet the Lord is when they go to prison for being a drug dealer or something. I met one yeah. of those recently. So well, I know I will be handed over one day, and that's okay. I'm trying to postpone that day, of course. But so Gabriel says, I'm here for the elect. I'm here to guide the elect, to give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And then, like I said, the night before, several, for the, the past week now, I've been in council with God, and he's been telling me, I want you to know, son, I forgive you. Not only does Jesus forgives us, and I've always been that frame of mind that, you know, Jesus forgives me of my sins because the Lord always tells me I forgive you. But never, ever, ever have I encountered God when he said, I forgive you. And he said, I want you to understand I forgive you. And when you learn to receive my forgiveness, then you can heal from all your past. Amen. And uh, he, he just touched my heart so much with those words. I've really been meditating on them. And so the following morning, you know, well, you know, that's been going on for about a week. So then Gabriel showed up and a piece of paper and a pen and went over my financial situation and everything and blah, 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 and told me to do this and that. So I'm headed to Big Bend National Park because I'm a veteran. I can get in all the national parks for half price. So it costs me like $7.50 a night to camp in a national park. They have showers, bathrooms, you know, and pretty good camping spots with barbecue pits and picnic tables. And I've already met a couple of gentlemen at a national park here close to my home. Matter of fact, only about seven miles from my house where I've kind of been staying at. And uh, the Lord spoke to me about these two men. One, well, they were both veterans, same as me. And the God said, now they're already saved. Now don't feed them milk. Give them solid food. Tell them about the spirit realm. Wow. That's wow. what I want you. And that's what the Lord said. He said, now everybody who professes to be a Christian to you now, then I want you to take them into the spirit realm. I want you to take them deeper. It's time for solid food upon the face of the earth. So I said, okay, Lord. And I started sharing that with these, these two, two guys. I said, you know, I don't have enough time to be with you guys to talk about religion or anything else. So I'm just going to take you into the spirit realm. So I took them into the spirit realm, just to the feet of Jesus. That's where I usually lead people is to the feet of Jesus. I told him about the kingdom and the kingdom realm and that it was for here and now and not for later. Just praise you, God, for your love. And uh, so I could see a twinkle in their eyes that they were kind of getting it. And the Holy Spirit was just pouring out of me. <clears throat> and he said, now this is the way I want you to testify to believers. Don't mess around with them. Take them into the spirit. 
and I'll do the rest. And it's okay, Lord. Because it's only my job to deliver them to the feet of Jesus. It's not my job to watch over their salvation or to wrestle for their salvation. That's your job. Amen. That's your job, and that's everybody's job. What's it say, Michael? Work out your salvation with trembling. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just did a thumbs up to the little guy with the basket. I thought he was a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! When you said that, I just lost it. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to get the cops called on me because I'm on my destiny and. Uh, I'm just so thrilled with God because of what Gabriel told me. And Gabriel told me, he said, I want you to pack up all your stuff, what you have, and I want you to get out of here. Yeah. I said, well, where am I going to go, Gabriel? I mean, what am I going to do? Where, I'm gonna, where am I going to go? And he said, God wants you to build a church in Colorado. Oh. And wow. I'm thinking... You know, spirit warders and everything video. I said, well, okay. And uh, then he flashed the whole state of Colorado before me. And Wow. The whole state. That's significant. The whole state of the Colorado. The whole state. Yeah. Yeah. There's because he wants that. it back. He's going to take Colorado back. Isn't it a and, blue state now? Colorado? It's, nah, it's liberal. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, a, uh, it's a liberal state. That's what I meant. Yeah, it's liberal. And uh, Yeah, I guess you're right. Blue. So. But there's a lot of evil there, and I'm not going to get into that. But uh, he said, this is what I want. And as uh, soon as Gabriel told me that, I found my peace. Oh, wow. So God wasn't letting peace. you have your peace because he doesn't want you to stay where you are at right now. Right. Because if you were I all can't... like happy hunky-dory every day, then you might not want to get up and go. Yeah. So he, he told me, he said, I want you to build a church. Not a big one. Just have you have you uh anyway, I'm gonna finish this and then we'll talk about that. But uh so he showed me a church that I build with my own hands. And uh I said, But Lord, what about the land? He said, I'll take care of it. So I may have to put a PayPal up for a building fund for a church. You think that's okay? I don't know, Michael. Is that okay? Tony, you're never supposed to ask for money for anything anytime. I never don't have. You dare. I'm just kidding. You've sent us money. We we should send well, you money. I think there's a time for it. No, there's a time for it. And I mean, we're doing this every day, so like I think of it as like a tip jar. It's like, look, we're doing this, you know, if you're getting blessed by it, you can afford to just if everybody chips in a little bit, then it makes it easier to do. I, I you know? don't want your money. I want you. I don't want money either. I just want to have the ability to do this and not have to go work at the burger barn half the day and then, you know, I don't get I to get any fruit out or teach in English all day in, a in Asia land. But if well, you go, I built a church, you can come stay with me. <laughs> well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we end up collaborating there because wherever Gil Hodges yeah. is, um, next stagers, you know, the mystics kind of uh, yeah. Gil Hodges, um, kingdom talks he and his wife just moved to colorado and they're bringing with them like this whole constellation of mystic people that they're 
wow. interviewing all around the world. They're interviewing Mike Parsons pretty soon. They've just did, um, you know, they've got Justin Abraham was shouting out to them. You know, he considers it a major wow. move of God. I mean, Fringe Radio Network, we're more kind of the rough cowboys, but, you know, we're getting on terrestrial radio and in Louisiana now and in, and in Alabama, of all places. Yeah, I saw your broadcast in, uh, on Georgia. that. That's awesome. Yeah, we're doing it, man. We're getting out there. You are doing it. I'm but, proud of you, brother. I mean, it's you guys. Obviously, we didn't do that. It's the listeners. It's We it's... represent you. We want you guys who are listening to succeed. And whatever you do, that's where we're going. Like when you share yeah. anything or you, um, if you have a radio station that you want to see us on or uh, sharing stuff with people or just praying for us. So, um, yeah, it's a big deal, man. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. It's the spiritforce.com. That's our, our home base right now, mainly, and spirit, spiritwars.com. But anyway. Well, I... Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, and of course, FringeRadioNetwork.com. But if you build a church, dude, like, we've never, none of us have ever built a church before. I don't know what it's like to have a church. Or if it's like a house church, we could we could see some <laughs> amazing things happen with that. You know, Colorado well, is an amazing place. You know, we complain a lot. All of us complain a lot about the churches. And it's kind of like Gabriel said, it's time to do something about it. And uh, so... I'm not ordained by any man or any organization, but I have no doubt that I am ordained by God, and that's good enough. So I'm a carpenter. All I need is the land. If I have the land, I can build a little white church. You know, it doesn't have to be more than 20, 25 foot wide, maybe 50 foot long, 50, 60 foot long with a 10 and 12 roof pitch with a steeple on it with a bell. That, that's what God wants. And uh, that's what he said. It doesn't have to be very big. But with that small church that you build, you will take over the state of Colorado. That's what it's all about. Now, now you're telling me about Gil Hodges and other Christians that are going there. Let me tell you what. God's about to invade Colorado. That's just what I see and what I feel. So it's a little early in the season for me to be headed that way because it's so cold up there. So right now I'm headed down to the Rio Grande River, the Mexico-Texas border. It's called ben, Big Bend National Park if you want to Google it. And, uh, Gabriel told me to go and stay for 30 days there. And he said, you might be surprised what you find there. And I knew when he said that, he was talking about relics. Because I am a relic hunter. I'm an Indiana Jones kind of guy. But uh, When you say relic, what does that actually represent or mean? For those that haven't heard of that before. Well, to me it means... Where, where is it? Ezekiel, where it talks about Satan, Lucifer walking amongst the stones of fire. Ah, uh, baby, baby. She's awful good. She's not crying at all. She's crying. You just can't hear it because this mic is, um, I guess, it. what do you call oh, this? Like a proximity? It? So as long as she's not next to the microphone. 
But if I put her next to the microphone, though, and I take her bottle away. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby girl. Hey, baby girl. Oh, she's so cute. I just love little kids. All of them. So does the Lord. That's why we're in this yeah, war. I mean, those Satanists doing horrible things to kids and trying to teach kids yeah. about story time, drag queen garbage, and all that stuff. It's like, what do you think about that, Sienna? <laughs> <laughs> this is worth my bottle. Like get my bottle, Blazer. I'm hungry. Hey, Blazer, get my bottle. Don't see Blazer. Here you go. Daddy, you didn't feed me. There's today. Blazer. See, get my bottle, Blazer. Say hi. Say, give my bottle, Daddy. <laughs> I don't care about this cowboy over here. Give my bottle. <laughs> anyway. They're, you know what? The children are really a heritage of the Lord, and people don't understand when they're... They are. When, they're, um, when they stop taking care of their kids, they start to... Oh, hold on a second. Sorry? Me... Hello, mother-in-law. Oh. <laughs> uh, Tony says hi. He saw you walk in. I've I've got you on the headphones, so she can't hear you. But oh, I, okay. I'm sure she'd like to hear um hear your talks later. She actually she did hear you. I'm talking to Tony Floyd, who was um conducting um, the spirit vision travel quests earlier. Anyway, she heard you the other day. She she thought it was very interesting. See, most uh, people have never heard of this kind of stuff. They don't even know what spirit travel is or like relics. They've yeah. heard of astral projection, which gets you if you're a new listener. We've talked a lot about this, and astral projection is something that witches and warlocks do and is very, very highly dangerous in that you open yourself yeah. up to the wrong spirits. Yeah, and that's fact. What, what we're doing and what we're talking about requires faith, and it requires that you belong to the Lord and that the, the Holy Spirit is in control of it. And then he yeah. gives you access through his spirit, not through any Ouija board or like weird ritual and it's the angelic realm which is higher than the demonic realm so you might not necessarily be floating around your backyard but you're going way beyond anything that these witches ever did and it's engaging in this creative realm of your imagination as well so that sometimes you're seeing things in like future past eternity I mean, it's it's it gets really wild out there. Yeah. Hey, why don't you just uh, keep on talking for about two minutes? I'm going to go out here behind this building and be a bomb for a second. All right. <laughs> I'll be right back. Well, Sienna and I are going to continue to talk about spirit travel, right, Sienna? What do you have to say about that? No, don't eat the microphone. Nope. <laughs> She's like grabbing it with like drool dripping down she's teething right now so but yeah anyway like tony floyd goes on these incredible spirit trip um he calls them spirit wars and we met through i guess through my blogs i mean i was posting stuff back in the day about spiritual heavenly key craft and the phoenix fighters and other galaxies and let me tell you, you think I'm crazy? This is what all the major, big, mystic prophet people talk about when they're off air. I'm just crazy enough. I guess you could say I'm crazy because I just talk about this stuff 
on air, you know? And it's, it's like, he found me doing that. And he was like, Hey, look, I'm doing the same thing, buddy. Like I go into the spirit and I got my, my ships and I got my weapons and, and Tony is a really down to earth, normal guy. So when you meet him, when you talk to him, you don't really, you would never expect that this could be possible, but I've had dreams and prophecies reflect the things that Tony's told me that were like impossible to have been real. They were, I mean, impossible um, to have been made up. Things that are just so incredible um, alignments. I've talked about it before in all of our previous broadcasts, I think. We've done about at least like six or seven shows, yeah. maybe more. Um, and we'll do a lot more. We got we to gotta do a frequent you know, Spirit Wars update with Tony Floyd, Trailblazing. And we're, um, we're reposting some of your live streams to the network. Uh-huh. So there's, that's a very popular place so whenever you go live remember that you're not just talking to a few people on the live stream on youtube but you're actually talking to potentially tens of thousands of people all around the world downloading it and now on the radio too because you might actually have people pick that up and put it on uh on like am and fm radio so well i pray that does happen for us but uh it happens for jesus well, let's let's get a radio station too. We're talking about um, if we could ever afford it to buy yeah. a terrestrial radio station. We have um, here in Hawaii. There's some for sale. It's not out of bounds doable. It's um, it is doable. It's not crazy, crazy too expensive. It would be. It would require some investment. But if that ever happened, brother, you know we have a feed of up to 10 hours a day straight talk radio you add ads into that and music you got a 24-hour broadcast of brand new content fringe christian mystic christian trailblazing spirit wars all of it and the world is is ready for it we're yeah it is it is ready no but now it's like we want the meats you know everybody's Mm -hmm. eating at arby's and they're hungry for real food not that I like Arby's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? I like that roast beef sandwich they got. What about Buffalo Wild Wings? You ever been there? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like them as much, though. It's, uh, they're kind of spendy. Yeah, or it's a little... chicken bone. I know, right? Yeah, it's, just, it's totally, totally, I agree. Well, um, you know, I, I frequent, I, I don't frequent, but I go to these places, you know, it's, I treat myself a few times a month to a, to a good meal, but I have a cooler and I, I buy my food. I have a cook stove. I cook my food, coffee. And nice. that was one of the things Gabriel was going all over with me because he told me, look, these are things you need to do. Buy you another blanket, buy you this, buy this, buy that. I said, well, Lord, I'm trying to save money. And uh, every aspect of my life, Gabriel's involved in. Oh, that's and so it, nice. It is, and uh, but he's he's kind of harsh. So, hear that, Harley? Wow! Gabriel's a kind of harsh uh, guy. He probably drives a Harley. Yeah, unfortunately, Harley wasn't in Gabriel's budget, but uh, <laughs> not yet. You can you can go on Craigslist and get a nice. Um, I've got a I got a new cruiser. Uh, it's well, it's twenty years old, but it's 
got low mileage. Um, no. It's been getting me around. Uh, it's a Yamaha V-Star. Yamaha's a good bike. So it's a good cruising bike. And uh, Yeah, you just pop the gas tank open and pour a cup of rice in it, and she'll burn. And hey, if it don't burn, rice makes a good cup of whiskey. But uh, that's right. <laughs> it's called Saki. I think it's yeah. called Saki. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Gabriel. So he's pretty straight, yeah. straight up with you. But make sure you're you're yeah. eating your veggies and everything. I got I got to yeah. get on our case too. We got to cook our veggies every night. Make our well, I got sacks of salad, you know, the kind already prepared. So good, yeah. Eat that every ninety nine cent a bag stuff. But you know, I got my salad. I got my New York strips. I got my sausage. No <laughs> I got oh, my you're coffee. Suffering. Oh my gosh! I got a beer, and uh, you know, but but I have been searching and begging and just. Press, pressuring God for over two years now. You remember a couple of years ago when Brenda and I split up when I told you about the tool belt? Yeah. Well, well today Jesus said, well, I guess you know what the tool belt means now. I said, I do, Lord. And uh, I fully intend to, to obey Jesus on this and to obey Gabriel on this and go to the, the places they're telling me to go and to hang out. It's going to be hard to hang out that long. But I fully intend to do it. And uh, I have just found peace because I have no peace. And the only time that I have peace is when I'm talking to someone about Jesus. Well, That's, but when you're inter- entering into the spirit realm, I think you feel yeah. that same as I do, like that heightened joy just that wonder of being in the spirit in the presence i mean that to me that is the only peace in the world that people are going to find that is it and as things get darker and weirder and the world is just getting darker and more crazy and now there's all this virus (coughs) news they're they're like afraid that you know thousands of people dying in china it could it could explode even further let's let's get into the spirit ships and uh find out where that's coming from and put an end to it yeah, man, I think that's why the Lord told me to leave Houston, because it has been on my mind, and uh, there's some other stuff going on. I, you know, there's some meteors that hit off of Puerto Rico the other day, last week. Really, pretty good sized meteors. Just uh, Google BP Earthwatch over there, you guys. It's one of his last couple of videos. You'll see. Okay. Before he starts talking about the flu, but. There's a meteor one over there where people sat out there and watched it. Well, Augusta Perez had a vision years ago about meteors hitting out in Puerto Rico. So you just need to kind of tune into that. And, uh, ah, baby. She doesn't know what she thinks about all those meteors. Yeah, she don't What's have to worry about What's going on in space it. right now? Because, like, a lot of people get visions about other worlds and other planets now. I'm getting, I'm hearing that there's quite a few preachers out there that secretly, behind closed doors, what I was talking about when you were gone, is that they're having visions of uh, other other planets and stuff. And 
it's it's just so bizarre that most Christians aren't ready for this yet. Um, well, they better get ready. But yeah, it's like it's coming because <laughs> it's coming. It's it's coming. There's a lot of for those who don't know Jesus, and for a lot of those that do know him, but have enmity between them and God. It ain't gonna be a good ending, but you know you'll still be saved. But it's not about just being saved. It's it's about becoming the shining ones, the hundred forty-four thousand. That's what it's about. You know, out of five billion people, God's gonna choose one hundred forty-four thousand. You mean to tell me that's? That's the only ones, 144,000 people out of 5 billion are the only ones who truly love him. Because that's what the scripture says. That's what Revelation says. And uh, it's really sad that people won't trust him. And that's what it takes. So I've heard enough from these preachers telling people, well, God don't want you to quit your job. God don't want you to do this. I'm calling BS on that. Oh, yes, he does. He wants you to come out of the world and trust him to build a new world, to build a new planet, to usher in the things, the kingdom of heaven into this world. It's what it's going to take is for people to say, okay, God, I don't want to live no more this way. And I'm sick of it. And I'm tired of it. This house that I have, that I have a 30-year mortgage on it, I'm a slave to Lucifer for that, you know. Tired of it, Lord. That's what he's waiting on, for people to get tired of it. Because it's not going to be no, Jesus is going to come and take care of all of it. That's not how this is going to play out, guys. We're going to have to battle for this earth. Some of us will die. Many of us will die. I ain't going to die. <laughs> Amen. But I fully intend to obey the Lord, go to Colorado and find that piece of land that he has and build that church and spend the rest of my days in peace sharing the gospel. The name of my church will be Spirit Wars. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Spirit what Wars. What is this place? It's not even like Spirit Wars Church. It's just called Spirit Wars. Spirit Wars. I mean, imagine that could be a place where angels might just want to show up and hang out. too. Oh, the Lord already said that. He told me if I would build it, build it, he would dwell there. Wow. So this is a lot more than just a church, Tony. I mean, yeah. this sounds like a tabernacle of, like, spirit everything. Well, I'm just a poor guy, so I don't know how it's going to happen, but I believe. I mean, this, the thing is, like, sometimes things don't happen right away, overnight. Like, this radio thing is called Spirit Wars on a whim. Just because I like the name and my grandfather, Don Basham, used to write books about spiritual warfare. And I just thought Spirit Wars sounded cool. It's like Info Wars. And I like the name. Well, over I the years, too. we've started to see things take form. And the enemy has fought us. You know, all that happened in Taiwan with 
just the yeah. fallout, the wars that took place there that are still taking place today. It's like the enemy is afraid of, and what is it? It's you. It's you guys, the listeners, getting into the battle and realizing that we need more warriors. We're doing as much as we can with like a hundred battlefronts with maybe 50 guys. And if we had a hundred guys, yeah, it would be a we lot easier or make it 144,000 guys. Man, praise the Lord. And we're finding it's, it's not about building it for us and we're in charge of it. It's more like this is a dimension, like kind of like Chronicles of Narnia that's happening that if you start to yeah. go through the portal, and you start to engage with it, you'll find that we're already there, and we'll say, "Welcome here, welcome." This is where this is home. I mean, sometimes home is on the battlefront, but the New Jerusalem opens up. You know, the River of Life and healing, and just forget your life, forget all the stuff that you're all obsessed with, all the money, all the stuff, whatever, mortgage, job, you know, bills, whatever, divorce, or stuff with your kids or whoever is dealing with whatever it is and before you get completely healed it's already open for you and then you start to live out of the future today and you have a nice house and you have everything you need but it's much bigger than that the kingdom is so big but the enemy tries to keep you like locked down in this reality so that you're you're a slave from morning till night you're staring at your phone you're not able to ever talk to god you know, you're addicted to all kinds of stuff. You can't get free. He's not going to, um, oh, he doesn't love me because I'm not. Well, you just got to start making space for him and watch him come in, come in and come through. And you just open that portal and I'm telling you, Jesus has so much for you. He wants you to he does. get on board. And, and, um, and I mean, he loves is, us so much. Amen. He loves us so much that he came down here. And he allowed them to crucify him. He allowed that. He could have stopped it at any time, but he allowed it. Because he saw each and every one of you. That's what he says. He, he saw all of us. I, I've been in the spirit realm. I've seen Jesus on the cross. I was lifted up. His He's just so wonderful, you know. And then even God said that at the at the bonfire that I've been in with him for a week. He said, you know, I sent my son Jesus into the world and they killed him. They murdered him. And God was so heartbroken over that whenever he was sitting. He was sitting before me and I was looking into his eyes when he when he said that with such hurt and pain. And they killed him. And now he took a deep breath and he sighed. It's tough, isn't it? I said, Yes it is, God. Wow. He says, I know. He says, Now I send my other sons to the world and they treat you the same. Are you above? Jesus no no father said then endure till the end and he would breathe real deeply and he would let out a sigh and every time he did he would look at me and he would say it's tough isn't it Hmm. 
I would say, yeah. But these are the kind of encounters that, that I have. And they're very real. The kingdom is very real. And I just love him with all my heart. And I just feel so, so much peace with what Gabriel has told me this last day. And already, even now, I am already building this church in the spirit realm. I'm hammering away. I don't know where the money's going to come from for the land or from anything else, but I believe him. And so I'm hammering away in the spirit realm. You see, this is the way it works. Do it in the spirit, and it'll come to the flesh. And um, So I'm just at such peace, and I truly intend to spend the rest of my life there preaching the gospel not like a regular church brother preaching the spirit wars teaching people how to go into the spirit delivering them to the feet of christ and uh no holds bar it's time for the meat for the Amen. church milk is gone that time is past and anyway so before i forget i've been doing this for several weeks with the Lord. And then yesterday I talked to Brenda and she said, have you seen the Messiah? I said, what? What are you talking about? She said on Netflix, the Messiah. You got Netflix? I'm um, sometimes. <laughs> well, I'll give you my password if you want to watch mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can log in anytime. I don't care. <clears throat> but there's a mini-series on there called The Messiah. Remember I was talking to you the other day about Revelation chapter 11? Yes. About, about when Jesus Jesus showed me that he just told me about, you know, about we were getting into the temple and about the Antichrist coming and everything before he comes. And he says, oh, no, oh, no. What did I tell you? I said, Lord, you told me you would never leave me or forsake me. He said, read Revelations 11. And I started reading it. And then the holy angels started singing praises to God about he reigns. His kingdom is set up on earth. And so anyway, you can't set up your kingdom on earth. And you can't begin to rule unless you're here. And that's in Revelation chapter 11. And he said, I told you I would never leave you or forsake you. It is me and it is my shining ones who will bring down Babylon. And so you'll read 12, 13, 14. You'll come out and at the end, Jesus is standing there and the angels sing another song and, and the shining ones sing another song that only they knew. But whenever the Lord showed me that and I read that and they started singing, he reigns forever. I saw the shining ones covered in blood. I saw Jesus covered in blood from battle, from war, from defeating Babylon. And it was just 
oh my God, Lord, what are you telling me? And he just showed me, I never leave you or forsake you. Wow. So it shows over in 11 that Jesus comes back in chapter 11 of the book of Revelations. And to be a shining one, you merely have to go back to the letters of the churches. And you have to read what Jesus has against them. And you have to overcome it. And in those letters to the churches, most of it is sexual immorality. Read the gifts. Read the rewards for overcomers. What is it to be shining ones? Oh, praise you, God. That's what it's talking about. The virgins. Remember the virgins? They have yes. not defiled themselves with women. Yes. It's because they are the shining ones. They have their new bodies. They have their heavenly bodies. It's Romans chapter 8. Jesus was the firstborn of the Spirit. But then the whole creation mourns for the revealing of the sons of God. And it just all goes together. And even right now, the Spirit of God is all over me on this. And it's the truth. And uh, so anyway, I'm going to build a church in Colorado. I don't know where. <coughs> but I'm going to take that friggin' state over. I'm going to spirit war the piss out of it. I've already been spirit warring Colorado all summer, this past summer. And God says, sometimes your flesh is required. It's like the University of Orgs. And if anybody don't know, just go over to my YouTube and I don't have very many videos posted there, but you'll click on and you'll find out that I was doing the spirit war, the University of Orgs. And God was really pushing me to get this thing done. You need to get this done. They're building ladders. They're scaffolding the cliffs. They're going to get the people. And I said, but Lord, I don't know what to do. So what God do? So I talked to Aaron Cox. And he said, I'm coming. And the next day, Aaron was on the friggin' road. Next time I talked to Aaron, he was loaded up and he was headed to uh, Texas before, to Fort Lavaca, where we spent a week together down there. And uh, we argued a bit. and uh, But anyway, Aaron really pushed me. He says, you got to do this. You got to do this. And I was arguing. I said, Aaron, I don't do it that way. It's only when God reveals that I talk and I go live and stuff. I said, I can't do it like that. But Lordy behold, the Lord fell. And we started talking about the spirit wars, about the university of orgs. And God was really pushing. You've got to get this done. You've got to get this done. And I said, okay, Lord. And so we talked about it and, I really needed him to go up there and take those children and take those people because I couldn't be at two places at one time. And uh, you're busy a lot. So so Aaron stepped in and I put him up on the cliff with these cliff people that the orgs had been eating for years. 
and I started because because of this portal. I stood under this portal with Jesus for over three months. Just stood there with him and studied this place. I posted mighty man to kill them as they come through this portal because they were being trained in this university how to act like humans. Hmm. How to blend into societies by these friggin' professors at this university of wards in a parallel dimension. And I said, Lord, I don't understand. For three months, I tried to understand. Anyway, how am I going to rescue those up there and destroy them simultaneously? Because the Lord had warned me, your spirit can get caught on this side. And he really emphasized the warning on that. So the timing had to be perfect. So we studied this, and, and the Lord revealed to me how to do it. And so I started to do it, and he said, but hold on. I need you to kill all the teachers, all those professors. So he gave me a plan to use this boy to draw all of the teachers, the faculty, into this one cave at one time. They thought it was a dinner bell. And it turned out to be they were my dinner and Samson's dinner. And uh, so we destroyed them all and arrived back at the gate simultaneously with Aaron, who had rescued the people. It, it's such a story. It's such a spirit wars. You guys got to check it out. I love it. But we did that and we got out of there. And what happened? The very day President Donald John Trump signed in the right to pray in schools. Wow, was I blessed that day. I had just completed destroying these friggin' professors at the University of Orgs. I'm not trying to take credit of it for anything. God's the one that told me. Because of what you've done, because you believe, you have returned prayer to the schools. Huge, hmm. huge things that happened in the spirit wars. I had no idea. How could I have known that Trump was going to do this? This was why God was telling me the urgency to get this thing done. You need to get this done. So what did he do? He lit a coal. He lit a fire under Aaron Cox. And Aaron drove a round trip 3,000 miles to get to me because his flesh was required. I did not tell him that. Jesus told him that. And he came down to Port Lavaca, Texas to fish with me. And God fogged us in we could not fish the wind blew so hard Aaron rented an RV for a week so we stayed in the RV and we did spirit wars nice. and we came up with this plan because God wouldn't let us do anything else 
I could smell the wood, the lumber that the warring orgs were building to scaffold these cliffs to eat these people because they ran out of food because I had closed their little butcher shop several years before. But I had missed that portal. So Jesus took me back. And anyway, you'll see, if you just Google last week what Trump did with prayer in the schools, most of you know. It's not me bragging. All, all rights, all praise and glory goes to Jesus Christ. It's him. I'm only, I only listen and I hear yes. and I obey. And I go into the spirit realm and I fight these battles that no one can hear. No one can see. There's no glory for it for me. It's invisible. It's invisible to the world. But it's so meaningful to the Lord light, to our Savior. He has waited so long for this, for us to arise, to take over this world, to take it back. And this is the way it's going to be taken back in this manner first in the spirit and then in the flesh so what do we got so I do these things in the spirit realm and John Trump does them in the flesh wow maybe that's a spiritual side of the president that you're tapping into or maybe an angel or a helper or an altar version of him and the spirit that is because I mean in the flesh he's probably focused so much on his Twitter and all this stuff but um, well that's what you spirit, see like I, I love how you also um, you pulled me into that spirit war vision which we've got to post that to the network so people can hear it like you're, you're just like well Basham's here guarding the gates and I'm like news to me but sure yeah. I mean that's the thing like we can do this yeah like oh well you're busy today I'm busy but wait a second, you're a spirit traveler. Like, you've got assets in the spirit. Or at least you've got angels that I can call on. So that's what I really appreciate is when people start to realize that, look, this doesn't need to wait. You can, even when you're busy, you can literally call on the kingdom to start working for you. And while you're doing other, other while I'm feeding the baby, you know, just like we're yeah. doing this podcast while I'm holding the little baby baby pumpkin it's not your flesh that's required it's your spirit right and uh i've been given the authority to use people's spirits and usually when i do they'll come to me a week usually within seven days and they'll say you know i know i went somewhere last night but i can't remember but i know i went somewhere and that's usually a sign that you were there because you know you were somewhere. You know you had a dream vision, but you can't remember. It's a, I know you are tired of looking at that brick wall, but you might get tired of looking at me too. But <laughs> oh, I'm just sitting outside a little convenience store here. I'm, I'm all gassed up. I'm all groceried up and nice. I'm going to start my journey to build a church and, uh, but that's the way it works, you know, and 
There's not very many people that I use, but Basham is one of them. I'm not trying to and say he, I'm all spiritual or anything. It's just this is stuff. Me and Tony have been doing this for a long time and just yeah. having effects. It's not, yeah. oh, how spiritual are you today? It's like this is this stuff actually really works. It works. Like it really just like does. when you killed the scorpion. Yeah, you remember that. Oh, yeah. How can I forget? I got a big knot on my back from it, from the result of that friggin' scorpion bite that stung me. Yeah, I still I have a big knot on my back. Whoa. Been there ever since. And uh, it's, I know it sounds far fetched. I'm 58 years old. I've never not known Jesus. I've died so many times. I come close to death much more. I've been stabbed, I've been cut, I've been shot at. It's One time Jesus stuck his friggin' fingers into a double barrel shotgun that a guy pulled on me and went click, click. That's awesome. And they threw the friggin' shotgun out the friggin' window and they took off. I was so drunk. I was drunk, man. I was on my Harley and I was a badass and it was a badass time of my life and I didn't care. And Brenda was there and she said, you don't remember what happened. Wow. And she told me there was an angel there and he stuck his fingers in the butt of that shotgun and it wouldn't go off. Oh my gosh. I, it's a long story, but, uh, I have scars. I've been, like I said, I've been cut. I've been stabbed. I've been everything. But Jesus saved me. And I'm so much his, so much that I don't have a life anymore, guys. I don't. If I had a life, I wouldn't be sitting here in this van seeking him. Life is not enough. It's not enough. Some of you people out there, you've been rich. You've had lots of money. You've bought things, but still it didn't satisfy, did it? After a while, the new wore off, and it was just another piece of garbage out in the yard. Mm -hmm. It does not fulfill. It will never fulfill. Only Christ will for fulfill. And That's right. When you, when you pursue Jesus like Jesus pursues you, Oh, I want to talk about some lightning going off, brother. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to arrive at the feet of a Savior. But not only a Savior, but someone who created you. That's like me. It's I've seen God under a gazebo, and he pulled out a piece of himself, and he held it to me and said, you come from me. And that's when he was teaching me about the Nephilim, about the sons of darkness. And I said, oh, shit, I'm one of those. And it so distraught me that I was just so depressed and bombed out by it because I'm the greatest sinner of all. And I was just so distraught by it. That, that God had to come show me and pull out a piece of himself and show it to me and says, you come from me. 
Wow. And then the campfire. I am your creator. I created you. And I forgive you. When you learn and realize that I forgive you. Yes. Then, then you can heal. And so I'm on that path. And, uh, and that's when Gabriel came in. So hmm. I'm going to spend 30 days in uh, Big Bend National Park. And then I'm going to Guadalupe National Park. Okay. So I can spend two more months down south here. The weather's in the 70s. And it's not so cold at night. And uh, wait till spring to move towards Colorado. Because my house... My house is rented out, and I've got really good renters. Good. Well, so the as long Lord as you can go to Colorado, and, and you still got yeah. income coming in for, for your house, and you yeah. can, that's that's a smart deal. And let's say well, I plan it, on using that income to buy that land somehow. But, do you uh, have a PayPal? No, I don't have no PayPal. Well, get your PayPal I'm not set up. One. <laughs> you need you need to get one, brother. I mean, you're well, a missionary. You're living by faith, and and um. I've People. never taken a dime for spreading the gospel, and it's just—it's so hard for me That's, to receive. Yes, me too. By the way, I mean, I think yeah. you were like the I first know. person that ever donated to me doing this. Like it was because yeah. we're working men. We 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 believe in doing it, getting it done. Mm -hmm. You know, like we don't. I didn't be... donate. I gave my brother a little money to help him out. That's all. Well, it was just in time. I'm, I'll tell you something. There was some crazy stuff that that year that you got. Yeah. Through. So I mean, but that's the thing. It's like war is expensive, and we it are is. not we are not trying to start this huge, you know, broadcasting studio just yet. We're doing doing it the humble way, but what we do mm -hmm. offer is our time, and a lot of our time is spent ministering off air, phone calls ministering to people one-on-one -on -one. um this is really kind of a it's already it's basically a church or what you would expect to have at church but you don't get anymore so it's fine yeah. if you if you want to donate to our patreon you know the spiritforce.com has has that we can you can buy our book you know tony floyd's gonna get his book of of different <laughs> uh, spirit wars that he writes how do you are you writing them down are you do you have a notepad no. paper no, I don't write anything. Do you have a laptop with you that you can write things in, or? No, I, I'm not that guy. You know, I get so many visions. I get so many spirit war battles that there's one thing I regret because I, I deleted all of them, and that was my arena battles. Well, hold on, Tony, because guess who was saving a lot of those? Yours my truly. Position. I have about probably about ten or fifteen of your battles. And visions copied and pasted onto my files somewhere. So, well, but I don't think you were getting the arena battles whenever I was doing those. But I don't know. Maybe you were. We'll find them. But in any case, you know what you can no. do is you can just tell them again from the top of your head because usually that stuff stays yeah. in your heart, and then we can yeah, transcribe it, it eventually. But now I have so so many that they're just getting lost. But but God yeah. pulls them out when He needs them. You know and. He wants me to share something. He brings them back up to my memory, and yeah, but they're they're so tremendous, and especially whenever I was fighting death, 
and uh, God would build an arena in the cleft of the rock at a Gethsemane. Is that is that how you, you see? I can't even Gethsemane. say Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Yeah, yeah. Where they crucified Jesus, and uh, I was fighting death in the physical and in the spiritual. And so Samson brought me out this little syringe. Wow. I walk over to the cleft of the rock and I, I bend down and I pray and I praise God and I stick this syringe down in, into the puddle of blood, which is Jesus's blood. And I suck up a syringe full of it and I stick it in my pocket. And I go over to death and I'm fighting him in the arena and uh, I can't, I can't budge him. I can't move him. And I'm so weak. I'm, I'm just on the brink of death. Wow. And he leans over to laugh at me in my face. And he's really a hideous creature. And he bends over and I pull out that syringe of Jesus's blood and I squirt it right in his face. Oh, nice. All over him, and he just goes flipping, tripping all over the arena, and I'm able to to slay him. And I tell him, "Oh no, I am immortal because of the blood of Christ. I never die." And Amen. That was just one of the battles, and then there was Chicken Little. I don't know if you remember that one. Whenever it was a riddle that was posed to me. And I posed a riddle back to Chicken Little Birdman, which yeah. was the sun god. And uh, anyway, I told him, I said, so, so what is it that a rooster hates the most? Well, I let it seek out because I had a demon standing outside my window one night, and I was talking to someone, and I knew the demon was out there, and he was eavesdropping on me to get what I knew about this arena battle. And so I saw the demon. God showed me the demon. So I said to this person, I said, the biggest thing that a rooster hates is mice in the barnyard. Oh. So when I went into this arena battle with Chicken Little, the sun god, the, the bird god, it was like, uh, and and the, the battle, well, the award or the prize was, if I did not do the riddle correctly, there was a tree stump out there, and I was to, to voluntarily put my head out there and let him chop my head off. Man. But if I won, he was to stick his head out there, and I was going to chop his off. Nice. So I went into the arena with him, and, and I battled, and I went over to him, and I said, so... No, he said, so what is it, your riddle? I said, what is it that a rooster hates the most? And he laughed and he chuckled and he clucked like a chicken did. Huh. He said, that's easy, because remember the demon that was outside my window? He said, that's, eagle. that's easy. Mice in a barnyard. And all the demons cheered and laughed. And I said, no. 
and his little bird face, his little chicken little face <laughs> lit up. And I said, Samson, come. So Samson was bringing out a toe sack. And then it appeared in the barnyard, this cage like a chicken coop. And it was all pretty little white hens in there, you know, all his little his little girls were in there and he was strutting his stuff out there. I said, No. And Samson handed me the bag. And I said, It's rats in the chin in the hen house. And I opened the bag and I threw that bag of rats in the hen house and all those hens went crazy in there. Chicken little he got up. Birdman, and he stuck that friggin' head out over that stump, and his eyes rolled back in the back of his head, looking at me as I swung my sword and took his head. Nice. And uh, yeah, that was one of the arena battles. Oh and, man, uh, I gotta hear these. So that is news to me. <laughs> but I deleted them all, and uh, because God told me I did. He told me that I would do 10 arena battles, so I did 10 arena battles. And on the 10th one, I was really getting into it because, you know, I was getting wisdom from Samson. And, you know, the greatest wisdom of Samson, and I'll say it while I'm on your show, people always say, well, well how did, why did Samson believe Delilah with, with all of her lies and everything? He told her about the strength was in his hair. Right. Well, I talked to Samson about that. And uh, actually, we were riding on the back of a whale when we talked about it. And he told me, he said, Blazer, it was a riddle. And it was always set up. Do you think that I'd let Delilah fool me? I fooled her. He said, the sons of darkness, the leaders of the sons of darkness, thousands. He said, it was my plan and it was God's plan for me to do that, to betray my strength to Delilah so they would cut it off. Then they threw me in the arena. He was in the same arena I was in, or I was in the same one he was in, put that correctly because he came before me and he said it was a trap from me and God. And then I began to see the people in the stadium were Samson in the, in the arena and they were Nephilim. They were not of our people. They were not of our origin. They were sons of darkness when Samson had gathered them all together, he pushed over the, the pillars and killed them all. Whoa. So it was God's plan and Samson's plan to trap them, to bring them all to that arena so Samson could destroy them all. Nice. And that's what happened. Well, he definitely uses even the weirdest situations where it looks like the enemy meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. Yeah. So awesome. Just awesome God. things. God will do with you some really awesome things when you give him the time. That's right. When you give him the time. 
That's why people should listen to like Neville Johnson's teachings. Oh, kind of yeah. get into the into this. What was um, last of all? Because baby's waking up, and I'm gonna probably okay. take care of stuff. But um, what was the thing with Neville Johnson that you saw? Okay. Because I literally okay. just got off the phone with Neville Johnson's <laughs> people. So Gabriel, so Gabriel came and he told me all this stuff this morning and last night, and uh, I said, Lord, I I don't know about this. And uh, I just, I'm just doubting it, God. It's probably my own mind, my own thing. And then all of a sudden comes this voice from Neville Johnson. No, Blazer, believe him. Do what he says. Do what he says. He will lead you. And you know, you know Neville's sermons, how he is. He's so giddy and everything. He's just so giddy. He says, why don't you just believe him? And I see Neville, when I see him in the spirit, he has a scepter in his hand. Yeah. I guess it's a scepter. I'm not for sure, a mantle or a scepter or something, but it's always in his hand, and he's shaking it. (laughs) Really? You just believe him. You follow him. God is setting up the end times. You believe him. You follow him. And I said, okay. And uh, So that's kind of what's happening. That's beautiful. That sounds like it him. is. It is. That's Neville all the way. Awesome. He is so giddy whenever, whenever Jesus brought him into whenever I was battling the Sons of Darkness ships in the Trailblazer, and yeah, he was just so giddy. He was just, "Who is that? What is that? What's your fruit? My fruit? I don't know him." <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know him. Who is that? That's a Trailblazer. Who's Trailblazer? What is he doing? <laughs> What's that? He's flying a UFO? And, and, and he, you know, it's just Neville. He's just Neville. And he's just so beautiful. And I'm just so appreciative of the time that, that God allowed us to have him on this earth. You know, he he taught me so much and kind of ran parallel with him a lot. You know, I would get a lot of stuff off of him. But uh, then we lost Reinhardt Bunky too. I don't know if you know who he is. No, who is that? Oh, my God. The one who saved Africa. Oh, wow. Reinhardt Bunky. Just Google Reinhardt Bunky. Okay. And uh, millions and millions of Africans would come and be saved. Countless, countless. And uh, so I got a lot off of Reinhardt Bunky, but he wasn't a Neville to me. But wow. Reinhardt was pretty great. And so God's taken a lot of our generals away. And these mantles are being passed out. Yep. That's what's going on in the spirit realm. And it's kind of where I am. I'm on a trailblazing path. I will do many trailblazing events in the future beyond building a church because building a church is just not the end of my spirit wars but it's going to occupy my flesh yes and uh that's what i need is for my flesh to be occupied and to be at peace and i haven't had peace in years and years and years i have had no peace and i need that peace and so when God told me that, that I want you to build me a church, I just fell at peace. 
And I said, oh, my God, Lord, I'm only alive when your spirit is in me, when you're moving in me. And so that's why I'm so excited to build a church for him. And uh, he will occupy it, I promise you. And I know somehow, somewhere, God is going to join us all together. Amen. Some way. So with that, I'll let you go. Thank you, Tony. And uh, Johnny's going to listen to this later. He's just wanting to remind me to tell you that um, he's writing a book about you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Jeff Johnny Iron. I love him, man. Oh, yeah, I will. He'll hear this. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, he's, it's, I mean, you tell him I tried out. I tried out Spreaker, <laughs> and uh, what is it? The the twenty or thirty twenty bucks a month thing was it Anchorman or whatever it is? Maybe it's not Anchorman. I tried it out, but it it would only record for fifteen minutes, and then it would start all over. So by the time I was done, I would have like eight recordings. Oh no, really? Yeah, oh, on so YouTube. I said, well, this sucks. Oh yeah, Sorry, because Johnny. if it doesn't have um if you don't have a YouTube channel with enough subscribers, then it it the YouTube channel Oh no, no, wait. Actually, no. Um I think what happens is YouTube needs you to give them your phone number and then they'll let you yeah. post longer videos. It's just well, I don't know. This was on Spreaker. Thing. Yeah. Spreaker. But Spreaker, it would only let me do 15 minutes out of whack. Oh, okay. That's the free one. You're no, free. no, I paid, and uh, but oh. it did the same thing. It would only let me do fifteen minutes, then it would cut it off, and it would start a new one. It did cut off my broadcasting, but when it was all done, I would have eight or nine videos, fifteen minutes piece. So yeah, that didn't. If I did one hour, work, I would have four videos. Yeah, when you pay for it, you definitely get more time, but. We'll, well talk I about did it. Pay for it. I'll talk with you about it. I'll I'll help yeah. get you set up. Let's yeah, we'll spend so much time. But the stream I off. tried it. I'm not all that savvy as you guys are, so you know that. But it's just trial, yeah, me, brother. Well, let's pray for you in Jesus' name that you have everything that you need taken care of. That a, a doorway will be opened, and that there will be clear direction every day. An angel, obviously you already have an angel with you, but we just yeah. request more angels around Tony and we pray for a clarity, um, a refreshing, um, a peace around him that he is surrounded with your presence and Man. just a closeness to you, Lord, just get him high and drunk on you okay. as he's going around and it's not comfortable living the way he's living, but that you would just give him, just the Prince all-star treatment, give him everything that he needs and, and prepare him for the next battle. Lord show, show him what he needs to do and um, help him to know that he's never alone, that he has so many of us that are all riding along shotgun, ready to go, ready to do anything in the spirit. So in the name of Jesus, we, Bless the audience, and thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget to be saved. If you're not, get Jesus Amen. in your heart. Have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit yet, ask for the Spirit. Get spiritual. Get into the Spirit Wars. Get into, into heaven. We need you. Thank you, guys. FringeRadioNetwork.com. Cool. All right. You still look tired, brother. You ought to get you some rest. Yeah, I haven't shaved in a few days. I've just been home with the baby. 
Well, shoot, I ain't shaved either. I'm, see? <laughs> You're looking <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I get my showers. I Sometimes they're few and far between, but I <laughs> use baby wipes to keep myself clean. So okay. They, they work pretty well, you know? But good. It is what baby it is. Baby wipes are good. That's that style. I'm being blessed. So God's got me on a path, and I'm on fire. And I don't know. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.